You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 108. In this episode, I'm speaking to Sarah Boyd about how to overcome unexpected stress. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Sarah Boyd, who shares with us how she learned about resilience and coping skills to overcome her health challenges, which she now uses to help others, like entrepreneurs who experience stress while building their businesses. You'll find links to Sarah and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 108. I'm so excited to be here with Sarah Boyd who I have gotten to know through her husband, Colin Boyd, who has been on the podcast as well. And now they also have a business together or a podcast together. And when I heard about that, I said, Sarah has to come on the show as well. Thank you for being on the show, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me, Sigrun. I'm excited to be here. So... Colin, which I am in a mastermind with, we are together in James Wetmore in a circle mastermind. And Colin talks a lot about you, his wife, of course, <laughs> his beautiful wife, who is also has her business. And we got curious, me and my husband. So we checked you out and we were very impressed because you have such a powerful story about resilience. And we were just talking about this before we hit record on the show, that this is exactly what entrepreneurs need so much of. Many of my clients who go through launches, especially when they go through the first big launch, it's super stressful and they go into all kind of like you start to feel, uh, you know, heartbeat or or you can't sleep and, and all these things. And, I, and I'm often wondering like, what can we do? Of course, I say you have to plan your launch better, <laughs> but you are the expert on resilience. So let us go back to your story and how it has come that you are today this expert on resilience? Sure. So obviously I was always really interested in psychology. So I spent a lot of years studying and did my master's in educational psychology. So I was exposed to concepts conceptually, but I was very ambitious and always uh, working in leadership roles in organizations. We'd started my husband's business. I was always in kind of high pressure environments But it wasn't really until I got diagnosed with cancer that all these concepts became really real to me. And so I was in my late 20s. I'd just finished completing my master's. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call early one morning from my specialist who said that my results from a biopsy that he'd sent me to have on my thyroid had come back suspicious. And I had to come in immediately. And that morning really started 
18 months of a journey of multiple surgeries to completely remove my thyroid. I had to do radioactive iodine treatments in hospital where I was isolated from people because my radiation levels were too high. I had to be placed on replacement medication for the rest of my life. And it was a very stressful time physically on my body, financially for us. We were, you know, first few years of Colin's business. Uh, But at the same time, it really actually unsettled me emotionally more than anything else. And I talk about it, it really was a quarter life crisis for me because it, it really, being faced with my mortality, this cancer had come out of nowhere and it was completely unexpected. I kind of put off in my head, I thought things like that happen to people, you know, later in life, they don't happen early. And I really started getting haunted by these questions of am I living my purpose? Am I actually doing what I wanted to do on this planet? And that kind of started a process of uncovering things for me. But that wasn't, cancer wasn't the end for me. Pretty soon after we had our our son, my our first child, and after we had him, I started to get a lot of symptoms like tiredness and fatigue and headaches all the time. And I got then diagnosed with the autoimmune disease, celiac disease. And that's for anyone who's gone through an autoimmune diagnosis, you'll know that it's a huge lifestyle change adjustment, probably bigger than you initially anticipate. But again, for me, it was this emotional, like, what are you talking about? Like, I just had cancer. Can't I catch a break here? (laughs) You know, like I finally felt like life was improving. And then I kind of went into this other life altering thing. But again, as I adapted and I learned, life started getting good again. And I started to feel, because I think it's that being able to hold to your purpose and your hope in the future. And then we fell, we quickly fell pregnant with my daughter. And about halfway through the pregnancy with her, I started experiencing this chronic hip pain. And it was to the point that towards the end of my pregnancy, I couldn't even walk. And I assumed at the time that I would, it was just pregnancy because every woman I know, you know, it's hard work on our body building humans. And so, but it wasn't until after I had her that the pain didn't go away. I had a huge limp and I then got diagnosed with what's called developmental hip dysplasia, which means that when my, I was born, my hips weren't in their stockets properly. So that now later in life, I had early onset arthritis. When my daughter was six months old, I had a complete and total hip replacement. I have pain management for the rest of my life, multiple major surgeries. And I was in this season of a two-year-old and a newborn and chronic pain and feeling like the last six years of my life had been nothing but major life diagnosis. And I, I honestly got to the point where I felt like I was almost cursed because I just thought these are not um, small things. I had doctors say to me regularly, like, I can't believe how much bad luck you've had in the history of my career. I've never seen anyone with such bad luck as you because none of these things are related to one another. And it really called on me to develop and even more so build this inner strength that I learned about conceptually through psychology, but didn't really know the power of it until I hit life events. Because I really just believe that, you know, as much as we we want life to be this straight 
path forward, life throws us unexpected things. And whether that's in the form of unwanted life events, but even if it's in the form of starting a business and and having this dream and this passion to move forward, it's not a straightforward, easy ride. And if we don't have the emotional coping skills to actually learn how to deal with stress and pressure in a healthy way, these things take us out. You know, if I didn't know how to deal, I know many people who went through even just the cancer side of what I went through that are still struggling to cope with the reality of what that brought up in them. Even, you know, I'm seven or eight years later now. Yeah. But what are the thoughts coming up when you have everything that's happening to you? Doctors tell you, you they can't believe your bad luck. But what were you thinking? I think I was quite positive with the cancer. I think by the time I got to the end of the diagnosis, I was not in a great place. I, I really started to lose that kind of hope for the future. I started to think, is this my life? Like, is my the rest of my life going to be constant hospital visits and blood tests and doctors? At that stage, I really had my dream of what I wanted to build in my business. And so I was trying to attempt to do it in little stints. But again, with all these health and young children, it wasn't happening and I was frustrated. And I've always had big dreams. And so I just felt this huge amount of disappointment and frustration and just feeling like it didn't matter what I did or how positive I tried to become. It just wasn't working for me. And so I wasn't in a great place at that time. And how did, how are you able to make that shift? You say you had some coping strategies from studying psychology, but what do you think is the, the mindset shift that you had to say, well, this was kind of, I don't know if that's your attitude. This was meant to happen so I could live my higher yeah. purpose. And how are yeah. you then living with still today? You know, you have some constraints. Sure. So I think when it first happens to you, you never feel like this is for my higher purpose because <laughs> you're actually just dealing with the pain. And if you'd asked me, you know, now I very much feel genuinely that I'm grateful for what's happened to me. It's been a gift in my life because it has unearthed something in me in terms of I was, you know, prior to any of this happening, I was completely controlled by people's opinions. This is just one example. And I had these ideas for businesses that I wanted to start, but I was petrified of doing it because I was too scared of people's judgments. I was too like to the point that I was paralyzed. I didn't do it. I didn't just have the fear and did it anyway. I just didn't do it. And these events, they changed me in a way that really was a positive thing. But at the time when you're in pain, it doesn't feel like it's positive. And people would say that to me and, and well-intentioned trying to encourage me, but it just made me angrier because I just thought, you're not dealing with this level of pain. And I think what I did that worked in my favor is that I didn't run away from the painful emotions. I didn't run away from the scary thoughts I was thinking. I didn't run away from the the negativity. I actually just sat with it. And, you know, I talk a lot about, I journaled a lot. I talked to people, I got support and I actually moved into the the pain and the negativity because that's the fastest way to get out. I don't know if you've ever heard the quote, the only way out is through. And in our society today, we run away from pain and psychologically we're wired that way. You know, you think about if you touch a st hot stove, 
physically you've got pain receptors to recoil from that pain and we do the same with emotional pain we do the same with negativity we recoil from it and so many of us have got these coping strategies of just shutting down getting on with life and just moving forward but we think we're not affected but we actually still are and it's not until later events in life that we realize that those painful things are actually still controlling the show and so I think what worked was actually going through it and giving myself permission to not feel happy about it and to feel angry about it and to feel all that stuff and then work through and resolve that. So we hope that nobody listening is going through anything similar to you, but we know a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, go through a lot of stress. And I even have the feeling that female entrepreneurs are more receptive to it. Yes. And... So what do you say to entrepreneurs who kind of like experience this stress, you know, they're trying to sell something, it's not selling, or they're going through a launch and the hopes are very high and they don't know if they materialize, how are they supposed to, to cope? Yeah, I talk about a lot that entrepreneurs live a very unique life because there are such high highs and there's also such low lows. You've got this ability to create your future and create purpose and create huge income for yourself, but there's also very low lows. And if things aren't working, it's very stressful. Everything's relying on you. And so I think the first thing to understand is that it's not a normal job that you've chosen. You have actually chosen a life calling or if you felt called to it, you've actually in a role now that's not what normal everyday people, they're not experiencing. Not to say that other jobs don't have that, but specifically entrepreneurs have huge stress. And so not just that, there's there's often the, the type of person that's called to entrepreneurism and normally highly ambitious. They're normally got big dreams. They're normally a very hard on themselves. And so it's also the interaction of this personality in with events that may or may not be working at the time. And so the first thing to understand just how important it is for you to learn these coping skills and to develop this internal resilience, because I think sometimes we think we're resilient because we just keep on keeping on, but that's not what resilience is. Resilience is the ability to adapt and almost transform the stress into positive power and purpose moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so some of the kind of practical skills that entrepreneurs need to have a think about is just self-awareness is actually just acknowledging that you are feeling stressed, which sounds very simple, but a lot of people don't know how to do. They uh, just get into kind of this role and never actually stop to even take five minutes to say, I'm not coping or I'm very stressed right now. You know, when we're very stressed, our psychology doesn't work properly. We have a huge influx of a hormone. It's almost like a cocktail of hormones that hit our body and the prefrontal cortex that really you need to run launches amazing and to make good decisions and to pre-plan and to do all that. That's run by a part of the brain that only has a very short amount of good energy before it just becomes frazzled mentally, kind of that foggy feeling. You can't think straight, you can't prioritize. And so the ability to detach and take breaks for yourself, the ability to be aware of what's going on in yourself, the ability to give language to your emotions is also really important. And to just have that support. And that's why I love, you know, what you've developed with this community, because when you have the ability to talk to other women who are in the same place as you, um, that does something psychologically to actually lift the burden and say, oh my goodness, I'm normal. You know, this is part of what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah. 
do you say accepting the stress and then having some ways to release some of it? What could potentially, how could you release? Let's say you're in the middle of the launch. What could you possibly do to lower the stress or release it? Yeah. So stress comes from a couple of things. It comes from either time pressure, which obviously launches have a huge deal with. Um, the other thing is, is expectations of we feel either from others, but for entrepreneurs, it's normally within ourselves. And so, yes, absolutely. You need, need to accept the stress, accept that you're feeling like that and try to identify where the stress is coming from. Because for a lot of times, you know, when I work with entrepreneurs, it's not actually coming from a task almost you know, when, when a launch isn't working, there's normally this huge frustration of multiple different factors of multiple different things. It's not just as simple as, you know, why, you know, I've just got to get my landing page up and then I'll be fine. Or I've just got to, you know, whatever. It, it's these multiple things that are going in. So being able to identify where the stress is coming from is a really critical factor. So for a lot of times, it's coming from places that we don't know. We have an expectation that we wanted to make X amount of money from this launch and it hasn't happened. And from the stats, we know that it may not happen because we didn't onboard enough people or whatever. So it depends. There are different coping strategies for different situations. In the moment, it's about acceptance. It's about like physical things like your breathing, about mindfulness, about journaling, about talking. And also a stress strategy in the moment is actually also to change your strategy. It might actually be to get support or get a mentor or get help. And so stress and coping depends on the situation for what you actually need to do. And what do you suggest they do afterwards? Because we talk about, you know, it's okay to have stress, but you need to come back. You need to normalize it. You need to get energy for your next launch or your next project. And that's where I see a lot of entrepreneurs also go into from launch to launch to launch. And then there's burnout or close to burnout. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So just to take a step backwards, physically, our stress systems are designed with two different kind of systems running in our body. So the first one is our stress system. It is of benefit to us when we're under stress because it helps us to focus. It gives us high energy. It helps us to really look at the stressor and go well with it. But the other side that the other system within our body is our recovery system. So this is the part that comes in when the stressor has been resolved, when the threat or the pressure has been resolved. And this is what helps us calm down our breathing, calm down the adrenaline and these huge hormones that are if they're in our body all the time are very toxic. And so the stress system in our body is designed to work in ebb and flow. You actually need stress. So people who talk about creating a stress-free life, that's not helpful either. You need stress so launches are good Good. is is what we want to say (laughs) (laughs) but you also in the same way you also need the recovery time and one that and having all recovery is not good and having all stress is not good and so when you have all stress all the time you're never allowing your physical body to come down to a place of recovery and so because of that you know creativity doesn't happen in high stress 
because the body is focused on achieving and resolving the threat. Insight doesn't happen in high stress. All of these things that are actually going to build your business moving forward in the long run don't happen under high degrees of stress. And so as you actually give yourself permission to come down and to create some recovery time, I talk to a lot of clients about creating rhythms. So it might be in your calendar, you put in your launch time and then you actually have a recovery time. You know, one little tip I often share is when you've been in high stress and high adrenaline, it's actually incredibly hard to come down and recover. Like if you've ever taken a day off after a launch, it never feels like a day off because there's, you, you know, you're thinking about everything that you might need to have finished or you're thinking about all that sort of stuff. And so sometimes we need to create a plan of intentional activities that help us switch off. So rather than straight after a launch, rather than just sitting on the beach and doing nothing or, you know, going to a cafe and doing nothing, you might actually want to choose to do actual activities that help you relax, whether it's having lunch with a friend or, you know, going to do a sport or something like that, that it helps the stress system calm down. That fits perfectly with what I did once. I had actually been feeling stressed for several months after a big launch and I had not geared down and it was my birthday and there was a photography workshop coming up. And photography is just a passionate hobby. I don't do it regularly anymore. And I was lucky my husband pushed me to book it or he booked it for me and said, you go. It's your birthday. <laughs> you know, you take a day off. You're not allowed to check email, anything. And I went yeah. and I had no time to think about anything else. I had to take notes, you know, during the workshop. Yeah. We had to stand up and watch the photographer take pictures and and just when you were explaining that you cannot just sit and think it's relaxing after a stressful yeah. period, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that's exactly what this day did for me. I was occupied yeah. with something completely different. I couldn't think about my business because, you know, there was no time to think about my business. It's one of the best things that I've done to regain my energy. Yeah. And so how then did you feel after that day? Did you feel, how did you feel in, in approaching your business after that? Energized, energized. And it was just one day yeah. and my stress level mm. went down and it was gone. Yeah. It's so good. You know, cause I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and sometimes we, we build our businesses like we're going to die in three months <laughs> and, and rather than actually approaching it as a marathon and, and not as a sprint and having the, you know, as ambitious individuals and particularly as women who are juggling multiple different things and, and feel the stress, uh, we're not very good at taking time for ourselves. And so as we get better at that, we're actually committing to the longevity of our business of doing this for the long haul. Because, you know, if you think there's only so many launches you can do back to back before you start to lose that motivation, lose that energy, lose the insight and creativity that actually helps you create a productive and and hugely profitable launch. And so all of those things are actually going to work for you and work in your favor if you can have that perspective of the longer game. Yeah. Now I just need to find more photography workshops to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect one. <laughs> yeah, or something else. But it really, really works. And uh, I, I so agree with you because I'm not the spa person, not necessarily. I will go from time to time, but it's not where your brain can basically you're still thinking about your launch so 
<laughs> yes. That's the problem. Yeah, and you have to find the activities that work for you because, you know, someone else can suggest something, but, you know, if you're there stressed the whole time and worried about checking your email, it's not helpful to you. So you need to find, you know, and I always encourage people, you need to do it when you're not stressed. So when you're not feeling in the height of your stress, you need to decide what's the activity that makes me feel de-stressed and I'm going to book it before I even do the launch. So if it is the photography workshop or if for someone else it is the spa or whatever it is, that's booked in in the calendar before the launch even starts because then it forces you because when you are in that state, you are really running this thinking pattern of like, this is not going to help. I'm not going to feel better. I'm feeling energized right now and I can't stop and I need to keep going. And, and so to have, you know, and that's why it was great that your husband went, no, this is what's happening <laughs> because we're not very good at doing it for ourselves. No, especially women are not. We, I know even just going to conferences and seminar workshops, we feel like, oh, is this work? Well, it is. Yes. And I felt even going to this photography workshop, well, it's a part of my work that I have to get my energy back. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so good. Yes. Hey, it's been uh, wonderful to talk to you, Sarah. And you have such a powerful story. It's, it's amazing. It's like I get goosebumps every time I hear about it. It's like this amazing resilience that you have. And now that you can help others to see how they can cope, even if it's just a launch and it doesn't have to be a sickness, it, it can just be something that stresses you out. So thank you for being on the show, Sarah, and I'm looking forward to see you soon. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Sigrin. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 108. There you'll also find links to Sarah plus show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, Please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.